Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. We love bringing you the biggest names from the world of country music here on the podcast, so thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already, and that way you'll never miss an episode. And if you're in the UK, you can listen to Absolute Radio Country live and enjoy the no-repeat guarantee. It's our promise to never play the same song twice during your workday between 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Right, on with the podcast. This is the Country Music Talk Podcast from Absolute Radio Country. Phelan Leonard, and oh, joy of joys. Normally, I'm in an airtight studio, but at the moment, backstage for Absolute Radio Country. So excited to be speaking to an artist that, I mean, we can fly through all of the accolades, and let's do that because that always feels good. Five ACMs, five CMAs, Grammy Award, 16 Grammy nominations. This probably has all changed in the time that I've said it because things move so quickly. Her latest album, and I can't believe this is her latest album, Humble Quest, released last year. Because we're still playing circles around this town. I cannot get enough of it. A most incredible singer, songwriter, performer, and a huge inspiration to so many. And also, please do not mess with her because she will not take it. It's Marin (laughs) Morris. Best intro of my career. Of today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good to see you again. You too. I know. It's been a few years. It has. Welcome back. I know, though, that you have been to the UK, you know, when people weren't touring, because I think we had a Zoom over kind of lockdown, and you were like, oh, yeah, the first time that I heard the fully mastered version of Humble Quest, I was sitting in London. Yeah. Uh, And I was like, what? What? You just came here for vacation, right? Yeah, it was just uh, everything had finally opened back up travel-wise over here, so I remember in 2021 i was just chomping at the bit to get out of my house <laughs> like everyone. so yeah i just like i've always loved london i've always loved coming over here for tour but i'd never been over here just for fun so yeah. i brought my son and we stayed over here for a month and just hung out and i didn't a month. i didn't do any work it was awesome that's glorious and yeah. also that's long enough to be like i live here it felt like that, yeah. Especially like with a, a baby in a stroller. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just another like UK mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we were over here a good bit just to kind of like adjust with a toddler um, to the the time change, and then um, I just yeah like not have anything to do, and so Glorious. I just like ate at every restaurant. Did you end up having your like your go like this is where I go for my coffee every morning. This is where I buy my whatever. Yeah, I mean we we hit all the spots. Uh, my my best friend, her partner is British, and so every time we're over here, he's got a place kind of not too far from here. But he, he went to, like, Duke's Bar for martinis. We went to, like, Scott's and Mayfair mm. for, like, seafood and yeah. 45 German Street. Like, yeah. there were, yeah, we hit, like, all the spots. And so I found my favorites. Uh, so, so Mary Morris knows London like the back of her hand. I, maybe so. Maybe I need to get a place over here. Well, please do. But, <laughs> yeah. but the UK as a whole, I mean, you, you just seem to have a love affair with the UK. We seem to have a love affair with you. Touring around, you've been opening up for the Chicks. Yeah. Uh, on this, which must be incredible. That that must be a real pinch me moment because anybody who is, we're not the same age, but anybody from my age on down, we grew up with the chicks. Yeah. Yeah, it's been wonderful. I can't believe we just did our last show with them, at least over here. Yeah. Uh, we go out with them later this fall for a week or two in Canada. But 
Yeah, it flew by and just opening for them, their crew, their band is incredible. And then um, I had never met them before this tour run. Yeah, um, because the sisters live in Texas. Natalie lives in California. So we just had never crossed paths um, before in Nashville. So this was like really just dreamy to get to work with them and and get to know them a little bit out here. Uh, so Humble Quest, I just mentioned that uh, that is your last album. The reason I said that it, it doesn't seem like your last album is because in one way it feels so long ago, but in another way it feels like it was yesterday because I feel like you and I talked about it so yeah. long ago, but I guess that was actually just a different period of life and the world because time just didn't have the same length. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I feel like everything's a jumble from that era. Um, Not like the album itself, but just making music during that time. It was so living during that time. Yeah. It was like survival mode in all of the ways. And it was just in a lot of ways, like there was nothing else to do, but write songs and just like figure out what to do inside the four walls of your house. So yeah, I I think that it was a really special time because I got to be home with my new baby and my husband and just make music and do something beautifully productive out of that time when we couldn't tour. But at the same time, yeah, the the, nothing, it it all feels like a blur. Yeah, yeah, it does. And so obviously you've been on tour performing these songs before you got to the UK, but now getting to do them in the UK, where you first heard them fully mastered, how the rest of the world heard them. What has that been like for you? Um, I mean, really wonderful. I think tonight's going to feel like the first time I'm truly playing it. Because just this because is your only solo gig you're doing, yeah. Yeah, this is our headline show. We get to do like a full set. And um, so, yeah, I think the fans that, I mean, they sold this show out so mm-hmm. quickly. Um, <laughs> so I just, I missed them and hopefully they missed me and... So this does kind of feel like the first time I get to play all these songs for the first time, like with for these fans. Well, I'll tell you, they're very excited because on the walk from the tube to here, every pub I passed was packed with Mary Morris fans. Lots of T-shirts. There were people. We've overrun Kentish Town. <laughs> yes, you've taken over yeah. Kentish Town. Uh, so, you know, touring with the chicks, I was thinking, uh, aside from music, you guys have a lot in common just kind of in the way that you deal with the world and view the world. I mean, they obviously do not take any bull. Right. You very clearly do not take it either. And you you both seem to be on the same side of a, I mean, we could call it a political uh, side if we wanted to, but actually I think it's just like a good human side, you know, how right. good people could be or should be. Um, one thing you've been really vocal about, which is a rare in country but also so appreciated by so many people is your support of the lgbtq plus community why is that so important to you which seems like a silly question but i think it's important for people to hear why people believe the things that they believe i I think because as the world gets more connected through social media what have you i think that remaining quiet or ambiguous is just really, really confusing. And um, so I do think that particularly when it comes to just loving everybody and human rights, it's not political per se to tell people, especially those who are buying tickets to your show, where you stand. And I think that not that everyone gets into this to be some eloquent activist, which I'm certainly not eloquent at all. I I think 
yeah, it's just like a learning curve for all of us as humans. Like we've we're growing up in a time where we've never been this, you know, connected, and so that's beautiful in a lot of ways. But in others, it's really, really daunting and anxiety-inducing. And I think it's just nice to know, um, as a fan of music myself and artists myself, I want to know the people I love and like have changed my life with their music. I want to know that they're a good person. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's important to me to kind of step up and let my fans and also new fans know uh, where we are. Yeah, it's it's nice to let people who maybe don't feel the same way but are a fan of yours to know that. Oh, let me maybe re-examine where I stand on stuff like this. But also super important for. Um, People who feel like they don't necessarily fit into country music know that, of course, you fit into country music. Like, country music's for everybody. And yeah. also, I think it's really over... This whole, like, you can have your opinion and I'll have my opinion. I think it's overrated because, you know what? If your opinion is damaging people, um, then that's not an opinion. Yeah. I don't think it's called a difference of opinion when your difference is that you believe another human being is unequal to you um, uh, or doesn't deserve the same as you. So that whole fence writing thing uh, is just not like the, the vibe anymore. Um, but yeah, when I look at interviews of uh, like the highwaymen, um, they were so progressive. Um, like there's a, a really particular interview in like the late 80s of the those four guys talking and it's like, Chris Christopherson obviously was a veteran, so he was talking at a, a you know, from a military standpoint on uh, issues within the military and treating vets with respect. And and then I mean, just Johnny, uh, Willie, they all had like really, really progressive ideologies, and they weren't afraid to say them in interviews or songs. And so it's just funny how now that's like so frowned upon. And uh, when you think about the chicks, particularly. They were doing the exact same thing, and they were honestly right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's also, it's not an easy road to hoe either, you know, because it's in some ways easier just to not say anything. And, you know, I, I don't mean for your spirit or for your person, but in general, in the world, uh, regardless, you know, whether you're a performer, whether you're a person on the street, or whether you're at a family dinner with your crazy uncle, you know, who, yeah. who votes differently than you do, sometimes it's easier to not say anything. So, Thank you for not taking the easy road because it means a lot to a lot of people. Oh, well, thank you. It's It feels good. And I feel the love even more intensely over here just because it's very, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I think country music is where I've started and what I grew up doing. And But over here, it's, it's a little bit more niche than in the States. Yeah. So when you do... I, and I feel fortunate to have a, a fan base over here. I think it's not just because of the music. It's because of, you know, hopefully, like, a, a worldliness of thought, too. Um, and just being respectful, not only to, you know, LGBTQ people, but, like, people from other countries. Yeah. Like, just being able different to, Different like, cultures, different yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I love to travel. I love to tour. This is, like, the best part of it is, like you know getting to see all these places whilst also playing music every night you brought up the the highwaymen uh, so i want to talk about some of your collaborations and of course the, the highwaymen yeah. come into play I, I love that you are 
first and foremost an artist, it seems. Like, you're not like, I am a country artist. You're like, hey, I'm, I've got many different sides to me. We all like different things. And kind of a lot of, you know, whether it's the middle with Zed or, or stuff that you've done with Niall or the high women or your own solo stuff, it all obviously is very you, but it's also so many different sides of you, it feels like. Is that kind of the point of that? Yeah, I mean, if you even go back and listen to my first record with Hero, obviously my church was the first single and the first thing most of the world heard of me and uh, but then still a banger by the way thanks (laughs) thanks Uh, it'll always stay in the show um but then like we left turned it really hard and went into like 80s mercedes and then there's like bits of r&b on that record and so even from the jump i have never been sort of like a a one genre artist and Mm. so i feel like my collaborations with my friends and other artists over the years have reflected that same uh, sort of genre fluid mentality. So I love being able to get super Americana country with the high women and write those songs and perform, you know, uh, have steel guitar and like all all these elements of traditional country. Um, But then, yeah, my my collaborations with uh, Niall and Zed over the years, it's just, it, it's about a feeling, it's about the song. So I just, that's always my first antenna go up is like, is the song making me feel something? Not, how do we classify this? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I think I'll always be a bit of a everything plus the kitchen sink artist. Yeah, because I think, you know, you're at that stage in your career and you've established yourself well enough with all these different sounds that people go, oh, that's a Maramora song, not here's a country song by Mary. You know, it's just like, it's a Mary Morris song. Yeah, and not that I would ever, like, compare myself to Dolly Parton because she's Dolly <gasps> Exclusive. Mary Morris yeah. compares herself to Dolly oh, Parton. Oh, God. Delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Redact. Uh, but no, it was just, she had such a unique uh, stylistic voice that whether she was doing a song like uh, The Bridge or... Uh, I will always love you. Nine to five to you know Kenny Rogers. It's just like she, she pop or, or country. disco baby. I'm burning. Do oh you my know gosh. that one? Yeah, like that record was so uh-huh. out of left field for her, but it <laughs> yeah. wasn't because she just like loved all of it. Once and put so, that on four times in a row at a jukebox in a gay bar in East London, everybody was fine with it. I love it. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it better be. Yeah, um, but no, I've just always looked up to to those who can. Um, be brave in their stylistic choices and uh but also remain true to themselves it never feels like they're putting a character on it's like always dolly yeah i mean even willie making a record with ray charles it was just like this just feels right because they're incredible artists and they're not trying to like you know code switch here they're just being themselves within a new sound circles around this town kind of about when you first moved to Nashville yeah. and, and the, the, what you were going through and dealing with and all of that and your mindset. Uh, what would you say to Marin, you know, driving circles around this town now, like her then, you now, what would you say? I mean, I've thought about that a lot, just having written the song. I, I think I would say do exactly what you're doing. I don't, I mean, I know that sounds so cliche, but I really wouldn't have changed anything because... It would have turned out differently if you did. Yeah, and who knows, like one little decision that I maybe didn't go for, if I didn't go all the way, I I wouldn't be sitting here and being able to open for the chicks out here and then end on this like incredible sold out show here. So it's just like, I think about it in terms of that, where it's like, 
everything I, I did from the moment I'd moved to Nashville, wrote those certain songs, hundreds of them over the years, met the people I met. Um, I'm really, really happy with the way it worked out. So um, I've got like an incredible band team around me. We've had the best few weeks out here. And I just think about like how lucky I am to continue to be able to do this and also like build a, a career. It's like I'm not, it's like I'm in this fun in between of not being a brand new artist anymore, but not like quite, you know, super seasoned. I'm like in this like middle child area and I love it. It's like, I think the most fun because I'm settled in now. Well, you feel lucky doing what you do. We feel lucky to have you in country music. So thanks, Mayor Morris, Thank for talking you. to Thank you. It's good to see you again. You as well. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll have another dropping soon for y'all. So don't forget to keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters. And we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK. Or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 